The Yukon Huskies are your 2023 national champions, but where do they rank in our way, way too early top 10 for next season? Let's discuss. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? Welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college basketball show out there. I am your host, Andy Patton, joined by my fellow host, Isaac Shade, over there. We want to thank all of you for making Locked On College Basketball your first listen or first watch of the day as we descend into the offseason of college basketball. There are no more games until November. It is a sad, sad day talking about college hoops. But guess what? Guess what? It's now the perfect time. To, to us, at least. Some of you may not think it's the perfect time. <laughs> I think it's the perfect time to start looking ahead to the upcoming season and what we might see. Now, as we know, as we have discussed on this podcast, as many of you listening have, have realized through your own fandoms, I imagine, there is more roster turnover than ever before in college basketball. And that makes this process very, <laughs> very difficult to figure out what teams are going to look like. How many, I mean, North Carolina, Gonzaga, Indiana, Kansas, I think all those teams have lost three or four different players. I think five for some of those teams already. Uh, we still haven't seen draft declarations for everybody yet. Certainly, there's still plenty of more movement to happen from the transfer portal perspective. But what we want to do is take a first look at what some of these rosters might look like next season and make our predictions for our top 10. So the way the show is going to work today, Isaac is going to give his top 10 in the first segment. We're going to discuss that. I'm going to give my top 10 in the second segment we made these entirely separate from each other so we do not know we're going to learn for the first time what these top tens look like for each of us and then we're going to close out the show talking about some programs we maybe didn't discuss in the first two segments who might be on the rise this year maybe some programs that we're we're a little concerned about at this point at least in the off season good 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 isaac Let's start with you. Let's hear Let's. what you think about this process. And also starting with your who, who you have as the number one team in the 2023-2024 season at this point. Yes. Well, to, to timestamp it, because this thing can literally change by the minute. It yeah. is 7.40 p.m. Eastern yeah. time on <laughs> Tuesday, April 4th. Yeah. So less than 24 hours after the national championship mm-hmm. game. Here is my top 10 guaranteed to be dead wrong. And we can't wait for all of you to beat it up and tell mm-hmm. us how wrong it is. Also, one quick other note. I live in Southwest Missouri. Mm-hmm. We stay right. down here and uh, there is potential severe weather in my mm-hmm. area tonight. So hopefully the internet holds up and <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed. get through these 30 minutes. So I'm hearing wind right there. We'll see what happens. Stay with me, Andy. You just keep going if I'm gone and uh, that'll be great. So where does UConn fall? Man, they don't at all fall. They are my number one team ahead of next season. And part of this, yes, they could theoretically return their entire starting lineup. They're not going to. Jordan Hawkins is going to be gone. Joey Calcaterra, I know he's not a starter, but a key, key yeah. shooter off the bench is out of eligibility all five years of it. So not even that. But But here's why. Adama Sanogo might and could leave. I don't think he's going to, Andy, in this mm-hmm. NIL yeah. era. Um, I think he's back. But even if not, it is the rise of Donovan Klingon who uh, is going to be even more of a force to be reckoned with his sophomore year. So, again, though, don't rush Sanogo out the door. In the NIL era, we've already seen players superior to him stick mm-hmm. around the next season. But even beyond that, 
because somebody's got to give them the ball. I don't know if, if you knew that, Andy. That's how it works. For the it's course. true. <laughs> uh, will Tristan Newton come back for his fifth year? Why mm-hmm. not? Um, Naheem Aline, same thing for mm-hmm. him. He's got a fifth year. Mm-hmm. Andre Jackson will be a senior with COVID eligibility. He could be right. back two more years. Alex Caravan will just be a sophomore. He started as a freshman. Plus, they mm-hmm. add in some baller freshmen. Yeah. Stefan Castle, Solomon Ball, Jalen Stewart, all top 75 in the class of 23. I don't see any reason to to think that Dan Hurley's team is going anywhere. Plus, the Big East is going to be loaded again, so they'll be tried, true, and tested. Andy, am I dumb for putting the Huskies right back at the top of the heap? You're not, and I'll certainly reveal my list when we get into it in the, in the second segment. But I got you come pretty darn high, too, for the same reasons as you. I think Sonogo, there's a very real possibility he returns. Drew Timmy returned. Oscar Sheway returned. Trace Jackson Davis returned. Hunter Dickinson is in the transfer portal, likely going to return to college as well. Like, that player archetype, they're not all the same, but there are a lot of similarities in their their respective styles of play, how it plays at the college level versus how it plays at the NBA level. And, and a lot of those players are making the decision to return to college. Makes a lot of sense for Sonogo to do the same. If he does, and they have Klingon and Sonogo back, and they get Tristan Newton back, really hard to not have this team at or near the very, very top. Absolutely. You know that. Number two. I'm going to give you my next three, Andy, and then we'll see what you got to say after that. This is going to be a big surprise because, folks, I have been hard on this team. I've been out on this team. (laughs) So I laugh as I say it because of that. I got the Purdue Boilermakers at number two. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. And here's why. Same thing as Adama Sonogo. I think Zach Eady comes back, the National Player of the Year. It's not far-fetched. Oscar Shibway did it this year. Mm -hmm. And... I know we've been hard on the freshman backcourt of Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. Apologies to the Lawyer family. But guess what? They're going to be sophomores next year who are going to have gained a ton of experience. I expect Caleb First to be back. Here's the thing. For them to rise to this level, and and also I should say the Matt Painter of it all, like he's a darn good basketball coach. Absolutely. Um, But they they need more shooting. That's got to be there. If they don't get that, Purdue would fall. But this is where I have them for now. Number three, Kentucky. I think Oscar Sheway might come back again. Mm-hmm. Why not? Right? Like Why not? So all, all three of these teams at the top are all based on guys that two decades ago would have been top five, top 10 picks, but now they're coming back to school because the NBA don't want them. We love them and they can get paid. So let's do it. Might Antonio Reeves come back. What about CJ Frederick? And Oh, let's not forget this loaded, loaded, freshman class of Justin Edwards, DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, and Rob Dillingham. And who knows what John Calipari, who's been leaning more heavily into the transfer portal, is going to do there. And you know Kentucky is obviously a desirable place. Andy, one more, and then I'll toss it to you. My number four team is the team that was a Lamont Butler shot away from (laughs) heading to the national championship. (laughs) <laughs> Give me the FAU Owls, number four in my top 10. They can have literally everyone back except Michael Forrest, their sixth man. Like that, that starting five, Brian Greenlee, Nick Boyd, Vlad Golden, the big Russian guy, mm-hmm. and leading scores in the backcourt, back excuse me, John L. Davis, and the electric Elijah Martin. And of course, we already know Dusty May is going to be back. Andy. Why not? This team moves to the AAC along mm-hmm. with half of the rest of Conference USA. Yeah. Houston's leaving. Mm-hmm. I can see them just being right there at the top along with Memphis, right? North Texas has been strong. UAB, any of these squads. 
FAU ain't going anywhere. Just like we said about San Diego State yesterday. I don't think San Diego State's top 10 good. I think Florida Atlantic will be again. I the Owls. I don't have Florida Atlantic in my top 10, but I think that they are fairly close. And I understand, I completely understand the logic here. Uh, a move to the AAC, it's a stronger conference, especially since they're bringing most of the strong conference USA teams with them <laughs> into the AAC. They don't get that chance to play Houston. That's kind of a bummer, but they'll get Memphis. They'll get the other strong teams in that conference. And I do think that this is a team that's absolutely going to compete, if not be the favorite to win the AAC next season. But I wonder if that's, Still, if that's necessarily enough for them, I mean, fourth is, is you know, potentially putting them in the conversation to would they win other power five conferences? I'm not sure that they're quite there, but I, I think this is a top 15 or so team. And I think that depending on how the rest of the offseason shakes out, they might be able to, to, to land a few high profile transfers or at least transfers that will help supplement uh, the rest of the roster. Dusty May, extraordinary coach. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the future of this team. All right, maybe I'm high on them, but why not? Let's fly why not, right? with the Eagles, the Owls. What are Eagles? I don't know. Uh, five, six, and seven. At five, I've got Arizona. I Again, this is based on some returners. I mm-hmm. really, really see a world in which both Tubelis and Umar Balo are back mm-hmm. next season. And Kirk Reese is gone. Andy, quite frankly, he's a little bit of a wild card for mm-hmm. me. And I think that might be some addition by subtraction. Uh crucify me on that if, if folks <laughs> want to but that, that's where i'm at mm-hmm. on it now obviously if both balo and tubelis are back this ranking might be too yeah. low if they're both gone for some reason or another mm-hmm. that's too high obviously right. at six i got the duke blue devils we already know that tyrese proctor and mark mitchell are back mm-hmm. we already knew that um whitehead was gone and we found out just a couple hours ago that Derek lively was leaving we're waiting on kyle filipowski some duke insiders have told me they think he might be back. Yeah. I just don't see it, man. Like you gotta go if you're Kyle Filipowski. To me, mm-hmm. I think the key, the key for this is Jeremy Roach. If they can continue to have that Tyrese Proctor, Jeremy Roach backcourt, they're gonna have a good season in Durham. And of course, this is another team that brings in freshman studs. Mackenzie Mbako is a dude. Caleb mm-hmm. Foster, Sean Stewart, but watch out also for TJ Power, who can do a little bit of everything at six eight. And then seventh, I've got Marquette. They're another team that could basically bring back their entire starting five, powered by All-American Tyler Kolek, who's just insane. They won the Big East regular season, that loaded top end of the Big East, at least, and the conference tournament. I could see some regression uh, for Marquette, so I'm going to be a little bit lower than on them, probably, than a lot of folks, but uh, mm-hmm. I've got the Golden Eagles still there in the top ten. I am not going to talk about Marquette and Duke because I have them pretty high on my top 10. So we'll get to them in the second segment. I was really close on Arizona. Uh, I, I just have a feeling they're not going to return both to Bellis and Ballo. That's where those guys is leaving. And I think that plus they're unsettled at point guard right now, if they land, you know, Taryn Armstrong from Cal Baptist, which has been rumored. If that happens, if that happens by the time you're listening to this, because that's how fast things move, (laughs) uh, then I probably would put them back into my top 10 because I think even if it's, Ballo and Taryn Armstrong and Pella Larson and, and the rest of that kind of returning cast and whomever else they add. I think that that's probably a top 10 team, but right now without knowing what's going on with both Tubelis and Ballo, I'm a little bit skeptical on them. Yeah. That is 100% no okay thing to do. By the way, watch Pella Larson hit next year and you were just one year. Too <laughs> I'm just a year off. It happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, number eight through 10 for me. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Michigan State. I, I, I know this team kind of flew under the radar for a lot of the season. 
I thought they were number two in terms of being a team right behind Purdue, even though they weren't right behind Purdue, but it kind of played out that way in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. Tyson Walker can come back. This backcourt of A.J. Hogarth and Jaden Aiken should uh, be back on the perimeter. Uh, we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Matty Sissoko hasn't been awesome. Yeah. But I think he's been solid, and I expect him to take some steps. They got some really stud freshmen coming in, though. That's a big part of this for me. And Xavier Booker and Jeremy Fears, who are both top 20. And I would love to see Malik Hall come back next year. I think he got shorted a little bit because of injuries this season. And I think he is kind of an X factor for Tom Izzo, who, oh, by the way, is another part of this. It's the Tom Izzo factor. That helps me put them in eight, nine, Creighton. This is another one where it's all going to be based on draft decisions, chiefly Ryan Kalkbrenner and Baylor Shireman. If Mm -hmm. either or both of these guys are back, I feel good about this spot at Mm -hmm. nine. If they're both back, this is too low, I think, at nine. Uh, Big question what Arthur Kaluma does, but I expect them to have Ryan Nemhard back running the show, Trey Alexander, and then a a guy coming in from Virginia who I really like, Isaac Trout, not Mm -hmm. spelled like the fish, but homophone. (laughs) Is that right? Homophone? I don't know. Whatever. And then at 10, I got the Kansas Jayhawks. A lot of this is, quite frankly, Bill Self. Mm -hmm. I trust Bill Self. Now, uh, as you're watching this on Wednesday, there is a big Kansas press conference Mm -hmm. at 11 a.m. Eastern, I believe it is, on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. If Bill Self announces he's retiring because of health or anything like that, Mm -hmm. this changes this dynamic for me, and there's no way I have Kansas 10 because this is chiefly based on him because Jalen Wilson will be gone, Mm -hmm. Grady Dick, whom – Man, what a season as a freshman yeah. will be gone. But I love, love Dewan Harris as a guard. Mm-hmm. Ernest Uday took some big leaps forward. I think he can really help in the front court. Um, I'm hopeful that Kevin McCuller and KJ Adams come back. I wouldn't be shocked if both of them aren't, though. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they've got some great freshmen coming in, El Marco Jackson and Chris Johnson. And you know Kansas will make some noise in the transfer portal. So that rounds out my top 10. Really quick to run it back. UConn, Purdue, Kentucky, FAU, Arizona, Duke, Marquette, Michigan State, Creighton, and Kansas. Andy, that is a haul, and I know you got some differences than I do, and I cannot wait to chop it up, find out what's going on in your head. Let's do it in just a second. But first, this episode's brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and all that. Make sure you check out some of the lines of the NBA games coming up in the next couple days plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay so don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on once again that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn all about it make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA Andy Patton are you with me do you have the national champion UConn Huskies the fifth time they've done it in the last 24 tournaments are they your number one team ahead of next season at least right now on April 4th no they're not they are not my number one team we'll get to them momentarily my number one team is in the same conference Ooh. 
I'm going with the Golden Eagles of Marquette. I have Marquette at my preseason, way, way, way too early preseason, I should say, uh, number one team. And for a lot of the same reasons you kind of talked about them being uh, in, in your top 10, they're at, I think could in theory return all five of their starters. If Tyler Kolek is back, that's a huge, huge advantage for them. Uh, Iguaro, if they get Omax Prosper back, again, I think there's a good chance that they return their entire starting five. People love playing for Shaka Smart. I don't see any obvious like not. candidates to be NBA players. I don't think, or at least NBA draft picks this year. I don't think we're going to see a big exodus of transfers. We haven't so far as we're recording this, at least. Uh, Marquette obviously has some stuff they have to work on on the defensive end of the floor. And if they keep the same group, that is an area they need to improve, whether that's finding you know defensive stoppers in the transfer portal that they can kind of plug in as, as, as rotation players whether it's making some shifts to how they operate on the defensive end of the floor. There's some stuff that they need to work on. But right now, I got I got Marquette number one, and I'm not going to tease it any longer. I got UConn number two. I got them right behind them. I got two Big East teams in the top two, and I think there's wow. a conversation to be had about the wow. ridiculousness of what the Big East might look like next year. Uh, we could talk about that more in the final segment of the show and, and – uh, throughout the next few months of the off season. But uh, for me, UConn, it comes down to the same stuff you talked about. There's a very real possibility. Sonogo returns, even if he does not, Donovan Klingon is going to be an absolute monster at the collegiate level, unless they lose both those guys, which feels very unlikely to me. Uh, the Tristan Newton of it all is, is definitely a factor. If they lose him, I still think that Hurley's going to find a really good guard in the portal. I'm not saying they'll just easily replace Tristan Newton plug and play and be fine, but I think there's a chance that they can still have a really elite guard room with that front court. I think Marquette and UConn are the top two teams for me. And I think you could kind of organize it in a lot of different orders, but right now uh, the big East and, and potentially the championship is going to run through those two schools. This is something wild to me to think about that. It's not, I'll, I just said the word wild. I'm going to say it again. Wild to have two Big East teams mm-hmm. top two. Like it just, yeah. the 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 Big East, Big Monday lover in me yeah. loved this concept. And and I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to go much further because obviously, mm-hmm. as you said, we got to talk more about the Big East. But mm-hmm. if you're a guard who could come, why, like mm-hmm. it's the easiest pitch in the world. Hey, you know that dude, Adama Sonogo, that just won the mop? <laughs> right. You know that guy that backed him up? His name's Donovan Klingon, who you mm-hmm. can just, like throw lobs anywhere and he'll finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to throw to them all game long. Cool. I'm in sign me up. Like it's the <laughs> easiest pitch for Danny Hurley in the yeah. world. Andy, I, I love it. I, I just, I'm so happy for Shaka smart mm-hmm. to have gotten out of Austin and found immediate success in back-to-back years at Marquette. Yeah. Cannot wait to see what year three holds. Yeah. Who do you got next? Who's number three? Uh, the next two teams I have are teams that you had in your top 10 as well. Uh, for number three, I have Duke who you had at six. So we're both kind of in in the same spot with them. I think the fact that they already uh, committed to, or they already have the returning Tyrese Proctor and Mark Mitchell is so huge for them. We're not surprised that Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively are out the door. We kind of expected that the Filipowski of it all is a significant factor. I, I am also hearing the same things you're hearing that there's a possibility he returns. Uh, I am skeptical. I don't think it would, I I don't want to say it would be a bad decision necessarily, but It would be a surprising decision. Let's put it that way. But if he returns at six, where you have him at six is probably too low. And heck, where I have him at three might even be too low, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Uh, Especially depending what we see with Jeremy Roach. uh, That's kind of a a fascinating one as well. And and they got some high-profile freshmen coming in. I'd be shocked if they didn't add some high-profile players uh, via the transfer portal as well. And then for me at four, I have Kansas, another team that you had in your group. You had them 10th. I think the Bill Self of it all is is absolutely uh, a, a 
I mean, not just a factor, a significant one, the, one of the most significant things that could happen. I, I have no indication that he is planning to step down or anything like that, but uh, you got to worry about his health a little bit and wonder if there's what the announcement might be here coming from that program. But uh, expect Dewan Harris back, expect KJ Adams back. They have a top five recruiting class coming in. They have always been really good at supplementing via the transfer portal case in point a player like Kevin McCollar for them. Uh, I expect them to do the same. And I think they're going to be in that top top five conversation again next season. And then at number five, this is the first team I have that you do not have on your top 10. Uh, and that's the Cougs, Houston Cougars. Uh, for me, I think, uh, you know, Marcus Sasser moving on is obviously a tough one for them. We, we recently found out Tremont Mark has entered the transfer portal. That's a, a significant loss for them. He played really well in the NCAA tournament. But assuming Jamal Shedd comes back, he's fantastic. He's an elite PG1 at this level, can, can facilitate an offense, lead a team uh, really well. And he's continuing to get more experience, obviously. And, and Terrence Arsenault is a guy that I kind of mentioned as a potential breakout candidate in the NCAA tournament. He didn't quite do that. But I'm I'm not I'm not out. <laughs> I am sticking with well, them. That was opportunity because Sasser yeah. played more than we thought. Yes, exactly. Sasser ended up not being all that hurt, and so that kind of helped them a lot. But I think Arsenal's primed to take a really big role. I expect them to to supplement their team with some some transfer portal additions as well. And I think uh, I think Houston's going to be in their first year in the Big Twelve. I think they're going to be right in the conversation as one of the ten and maybe five best teams in the country. Interesting stuff with with uh, going back to Duke. That uh, something neither of us mentioned is Ryan Young's coming back, who's yeah. a really high end offensive rebounder for him. Uh, un, unsung kind of helpful hero of this team. I think that'll be big, and mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see John Shire take a leap forward after whatever he's learned this year in year mm-hmm. one. As for Houston, why I don't have them is kind of the things that you said. I think are are massive for me with Sasser gone, Tremont Mark gone. We fully expect yeah. Jairus Walker to be out, out the oh, door. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's just such a unique individual for that mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And I also, I don't think it's going to be a massively steep learning curve getting into the big 12, yeah. but it's going to be, be supremely more difficult than the AAC was. Yeah. And I, I just, because of that, didn't have them in my top mm-hmm. 10, but if we went out to 15, I would have absolutely had them there. Yep. Yeah. Yep, one hundred percent. And for me, moving on, number six, we're still talking about the Big East. We're still Gosh. in the Big East. I have the Blue Jays. Three, three Big East in your top six. I know, and I, wow. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I originally typed him at five, and I was like, I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't quite do it. I'm not quite there. Uh, Creighton again, a, a big part. It's the same kind of conversation with Marquette. In theory, the Blue Jays could return all five of their starters. Are they going to? I have no idea. It's hard to say. I expect Ryan Nemhard to be back, like you mentioned. Baylor Shireman and Ryan Kalkbrenner are kind of the big question marks for that team right now. Uh, you know, same with Trey Alexander as well and, and Arthur Kaluma, what those guys are going to do. But th- it's a well-coached team. They were significantly better than the sixth seed that they earned in March. They, they displayed that by playing really well in that tournament. Uh, they, they still have their warts. They still have their flaws. I think Isaac Trout is going to help them with some of that stuff as well. So I, I got them in the top six right now, depending on how, of course, the offseason shakes out. And then at number seven, this is one that I didn't see on your list, uh, the Razorbacks, the Hogs, Arkansas. And we just learned that Ricky Council has declared for the NBA draft. I believe that he did not specify whether he is going to uh, get rid of his eligibility or not. Uh, I'm, I have them at seven, even with the assumption that Ricky Council is not returning. I believe he is going to go to the NBA. I believe he probably should go to the NBA with how he performed down the stretch for that team. Uh, but they also just added 
Keon Metafield from the University of Washington. This happened a few hours before we hit the record button here, so this is pretty new information. Metafield is a guy that I got to watch a handful of times at UW. He's very, very good, and I think he fits what Eric Musselman and the Hogs like to do. So is he as good as Ricky Council? No, but he is a very, very solid addition for this team. They also have Layden Blocker and Bay Fall, two top 30 freshmen coming into this team. Uh, We assume health for Brazil, and I – I think that this team could be right back in that conversation. They were a top 10 team last year, of course, did not live up to those expectations. They're losing a ton of talent with Nick Smith and Anthony Black out the door, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited about what this Arkansas team can contribute. Uh, number eight, heading out to the West Coast, Bruins of UCLA. For them, it's, it's about the two freshmen. What's going to happen with Amari Bailey and Adembona? If both of those players return, I think UCLA has to be a top 10 team. You have to have them in the top 10. They have a top 15 recruiting class coming in. Uh, They have a lot of good veteran pieces around them. Jalen Clark not expected to be back until like December, which definitely hurts them uh, in terms of like their non-conference schedule and everything going on there. But I think that they're a really, really solid team. And if they even return one of these two freshmen, that's going to put them in a really enviable position in a uh, not very good final year of the Pac-12. Number nine, Give me Jim Laranega and the Canes. Nigel Pack is expected to be back. The rest of that kind of backcourt is a bit more questionable. Are we going to see Isaiah Wong? Are we going to see Norchad Omir? Are we going to see Wuga Poplar? I expect Wuga to be back. I think Norchad's probably going to come back as well. They're, They're going to need some transfers. Uh, the Canes are going to need, but guess what? They have a lot of money and they are not afraid to spend that money to bring in high profile transfers. I don't see any reason why players would not want to go play for Jim Laranega and the Canes, the way that they have done the last two years, back-to-back elite eights tends to get you high profile players in the portal, back-to-back elite eights and a deep pocket tends to get you a lot of players in the transfer (laughs) portal. So I think Miami is going to reload and have a really, really good roster next season. And there's a chance that we're going to look back uh, in late October when we're putting together our preseason top 25 and nine might even look low for the Canes. Rounding it out. Number 10, Give me the Wildcats. John Calipart, not Northwestern. Sorry, Northwestern <laughs> fans. Um, not even Kansas State. Sorry to them. <laughs> give me the, give me the That's Kentucky dirty. Wildcats. That's dirty, Andy. Well, you can't just say give me the Wildcats. There's like 40 of them. Like you said, <laughs> every team my wife went to a Wildcats in Linfield and D3 school. I'm not, I'm not putting them on there. Um, Kentucky, the big question, of course, for them, like you said, with the return of Antonio Reeves, the return of CJ Frederick, are those guys coming back? They have the top recruiting class in the country at 24 seven sports. It's kind of considered one of their weaker recruiting classes. Part of that is just that the high school classes these last few years are kind of questionable because of COVID-19 and everything that, that happened with that. So that's a big question mark for them. Of course, the other big question mark is the transfer portal additions. We've seen Cal try to be more active in the transfer portal. Some of those additions have worked very well. Some of them have not. So what kind of success he has in the portal is going to be a big factor, but I think Kentucky's got a real possibility of putting together a roster that's going to have them in or around the top 10 coming into the season. Uh, Andy, I love this back five. I love that we had quite a bit of uh, a differentiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, uh, I, of your top 10, I didn't mm-hmm. have four of them, Houston, Arkansas, UCLA, Miami, but interestingly, those were all teams I had just in my outside yep. looking in. So uh, I think so much of it is because of the uncertainty that you talked about right off the top. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Creighton, I really, I really don't think Baylor Shireman should leave. I, I mm-hmm. just don't. Um, who knows what NBA evaluation he'll get? I just, mm-hmm. I don't think he's ready personally. Yeah. But 
I think he's a great player. I just don't think he's NBA ready yet. Uh, it was interesting that you had Arkansas and UCLA back-to-back with both having um, significant injury, um, unfortunate things that happened this year and hoping to get them back. And that's going to be a major factor, both with, as you said, Trayvon Brazil and Jalen Clark then for UCLA. And so th- that'll be a major storyline of if and when they get those guys back and how healthy they are and ready to go. And so uh, really interested to see on that and what happens man in miami what an interesting story they will continue to be well there are a lot of fantastic teams not in my top 10 there are a lot of fantastic teams not in your top 10 who we expect to do really big things next year we're going to tell you why we have some programs on the rise right after this all right isaac i want to talk about a few teams that maybe aren't in the top 10 maybe aren't in the top 15 maybe maybe aren't even necessarily going to be in the top 25, but who, who so far, again, less than 48 hours after the NCAA tournament has ended, who seem like they're on the rise. I want to start talking about Colorado. I've seen a few preseason top 25s or way, way too early top 25s, I should say, that have Colorado in the top 25 because they're expected to bring back four of their five starters. They also already added Eddie Lampkin via the transfer form. From the Wildcats. (laughs) (laughs) They already added Eddie Lampkin. Uh, Cody Williams. No, I'm just kidding. That's Horn Frogs. Man, I always get those stupid purple Big 12 things. I mess you know it up, what? Andy. You know what? It's fine. They're all Wildcats. Every every school's Wildcats. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Colorado. Tell me, tell me about the UCLA Wildcats, Andy. Uh, how'd they do this? <laughs> yes. The, okay. Good. Love it. <laughs> Colorado, uh, in addition to adding Eddie Lampkin, they also added Cody Williams, top 10 player in that recruiting class, the younger brother of Jalen Williams, who is killing it. For the Oklahoma City Thunder right now after shout out WCC hoops. He went to Santa Clara prior to that. Uh, And then I think we'll have a longer conversation about the Big East without a doubt uh, in future episodes, probably as soon as this week. But Georgetown, St. John's, Villanova, all programs that seem to be on the rise. Georgetown, of course, hiring Ed Cooley away from Providence and getting some of Ed Cooley's top recruits and current players to follow (laughs) him to D.C. Uh, St. John's. I feel so bad for the Providence Wildcats, Andy. That's a tough Tough, tough, tough. <laughs> Villanova, next team that I want to talk about. Uh, they're getting Justin Moore back. Uh, if Eric Dixon returns as well, I, Kyle Neptune, is, it's a learning curve for him, but man, I, I feel confident about his ability to kind of write the ship uh, for the Wildcats there uh, at Villanova. And then St. John's uh, can't bring Rick Pitino in and expect to not do well. I, I think they're going to see some good. Are they going to be a top 25 team? I would be surprised if either Georgetown or St. John's were there necessarily. But I wouldn't be shocked either. Well, and Andy, on the on the ones that might go in the opposite direction, I, mm-hmm. I'm first looking at the Indiana Wildcats. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to lose Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hutchins. Well, we we know uh, actually earlier today, uh, mm-hmm. Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah. So I said gonna. They are, and he said I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be gone. I'm sure Shafino is going to be out. He hasn't announced, has he? Did I miss that? I don't believe he's announced, but yeah, there. I think. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be gone. And uh, so, so what does Mike Woodson do next mm-hmm. year? I mean, they got some other guys, and and Indiana is always going to be solid. Uh, they're in the seems like top two for Caleb Love transferring from North Carolina. Which, yeah, do you really want him or not? I don't know. You know, there's, there's that whole conversation. Um, and so, I, I think they would pick a, a downturn next year after losing mm-hmm. those guys, and understandably so. Another is a lot of people, and this is going to have to be an off-season conversation. Andy mm-hmm. is the speculation around. Has has the window passed for Gonzaga? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, maybe yeah. this like short view yeah. 
window has passed. I don't think the big picture window has passed, mm-hmm. but the, I mean, I, the Drew Timmy era, I think we yeah. can call it that at Gonzaga. Yeah. He is oh, worthy yeah. of having an era, the Drew Timmy Wildcats, you know, like what, <laughs> what, uh, what does Gonzaga look like next year? Mm-hmm. Um, we found out earlier today that Efton Reed is transferring out like mm-hmm. um, Salas is gone. So mm-hmm. uh, Mark Few's got some retooling to do this offseason, but it's another place where sign me up, man. I want to go. I want to yeah. play for Mark Few. And mm-hmm. what happens with Julian Strother and Malachi mm-hmm. Smith or like mm-hmm. all these guys. Uh, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting next year. Andy, very quickly on the way out there, there's a couple teams that we both left out of our top 10 that I've seen in some other people's top tens, that would be the Tennessee Volunteers and the Baylor Bears. Um, and I think that's defensible. I, you know, I, I could see both of them being fringe top 10 teams, but I, I feel confident in that decision for Baylor. I mean, Keontae George will be gone or is gone. LJ Cryer's in the mm-hmm. transfer portal. Yeah. Adam Flagler could come back and that would be massive. Mm-hmm. and probably having a, a healthier JTT back next season. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And obviously um, some good recruits coming in. So wouldn't be surprised to see them right back. But as of now, I, I wouldn't have them in the top yeah. 10. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you on that. And as, as well as with Tennessee, I think a team that they just have, there's so much uncertainty right now. What's going to happen with Josiah Jordan James? What's going to happen with Plavzik? What's going to ha- Plavzik? Let's try that again. What's going to happen with Santiago Vescovi? Like we, we're expecting Zakai Ziegler to be back and healthy, but again, when is he back? When is he had 100 like there's a lot of questions about tennessee right now i think that they have a chance to be a very 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 good team next year but it's just they're they a little bit too, yeah they're a little bit too far gone right now for me to know exactly what they're going to look like next year once we get a better picture very real chance they're in that top 10 by the uh, start of the season yeah and you know a rick barn a rick barnes team mm-hmm. is always going to defend oh yeah so so well and uh one thing though we we didn't say is olivier kamwa is in the transfer portal mm-hmm. that's, that's a big yep. hit to them um but julian phillips who who had a really solid freshman year I, i'm curious mm-hmm. to see if he returns for mm-hmm. tennessee that would be big for them well andy it's weird to do a show knowing that there's no college basketball coming up right. uh, in the near future. So, so wild. But, man, it's going to be a fun offseason. All sorts of great stuff, as we've talked about. Transfers, declarations to NBA draft, anything under the sun. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about it. Some fun lists just like this. And you know you need to be here for it. We want to hear your top yes. tens. Let us know who you think right now is top ten or just out side of it let us know in the t- comments on the youtubes youtube wildcats man that's the official mascot of youtube <laughs> folks thanks so much for tuning in please don't forget to subscribe to the show smash the like button and leave a comment we'll be right back with you tomorrow until then apologies to the lawyer family go wildcats peace